Thanks to HelloFresh.com for supporting the best debate in the universe. Receive $30 off your first week of deliveries when you go to HelloFresh.com and use the offer code MADCAST30. Remember, go to HelloFresh.com and use the offer code MADCAST30 to get $30 off your first week of deliveries. Thank you, HelloFresh. You're listening to the MADCAST Media Network. MadCastMedia.com Welcome to the best debate in the universe. Every debate in the universe from LA versus New York to tofu versus pork. With over 2.5 million downloads, I'm your host, Maddox. With me is the Sergeant of Swag, Mikey Boltz. Hey. The audio engineer. And with me back again is my top unit, Key Grip, Deputy Cadet Moderator, Rucka Rucka Ali. Good to be black. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Oh, man, you were gone last week, Rucka. It's yeah. good to have you back. Great did, to be back. Did the music video go well? Oh, dude, this is going to be like Brokeback Mountain Part 3. Yeah. The third one <laughs> where, like, they just go, they have no plot, but it's just as graphic as they can go. That's 2017 for you. That's what happens. This is 2018. Yeah. That's how advanced. You're so advanced. We're, we're, ahead, of, we're ahead of the curve. You skipped a year, skipped a sequel. You'll see what I mean. Great. Can't wait to talk about it when it finally comes out, because yeah. it is a big, big video. And our guest today was in it. We'll talk about it in just a moment. But coming up later in the show, we're going to be debating, should school be mandatory? This is a topic that's near and dear to the hearts of many adolescents, I think. But first, we're going to have a recap of last week's debate, voicemail, and finally some headlines. But I'd like to introduce our guest this week. Robbie, welcome to the show. Hey, hey. Good to, good to be here, guys. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, yeah. So, Robbie, you've done a lot of things, but your YouTube channel has been blowing up for a while now. Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I saw. So you've done a, a number of videos. Some of them are related to relationships and things you've been in, right? Yeah. That's so fair to say. There's one in particular. You talked about having a new girlfriend. Is that it had like 1.6 million views or something like that? I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why that got so big. But yeah, it did. You have no idea. I, I really don't. Okay, so it's not it's not because you happen to date like a babe and then people want to tune in and see what's going on in your life, right? Yeah, yeah that might be it. Might that be might, it. That mm-hmm. might, yeah, I think I'm onto something. So, what was the video you think that uh, really put you on the map? I've done this thing called the Someone's Gay Naked Challenge, like a lot. And, uh, Wait, it's someone's gay naked challenge. So, someone's getting naked. Oh, challenge. someone's getting naked challenge. Yeah, someone's okay. getting trigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone's getting naked challenge. Basically, like uh, you go back and forth and you do challenges, and then whoever loses like strips off clothes. You should do that shit on YouTube. Yeah, strip off my clothes. <laughs> the hairier not, not the, for the better. That's what, that's what they're into, man. The don't laugh challenge, the don't cringe challenge, and the get naked challenge. Well, look, I'll get naked, not for YouTube money though. You got to pay me the buku bucks. Uh, Mikey, would you get naked for yeah, on YouTube? Of course. Would you really? Mm-hmm. Have you ever I been? I have been naked. You've been I, naked? I put a black bar on my penis. Yeah. Oh. If you're a fan of nudity on YouTube, uh, we got a video that we just worked on this weekend. It's called Am I Gay? Yeah. It's a song. It's a music video. The short answer is yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, for those of you who don't already follow Rucka, Mikey, oh, actually, yeah, all of us on Snapchat or Instagram... Rucka always posts previews and clips of things he's working on, and there's one clip in particular. Can we talk about this? Yeah. It looks like a bukkake scene. It looks. Oh. <laughs> looks is yeah. that is that giving away too much? No. Okay. Not yeah. at all. Yeah, it looks like a bukkake scene. Mm. Robbie, you're in it. Another one of our guests from a long time ago, Dreadmere, was mm-hmm. in it. Mikey, were you in it? I was not. Mikey. No. <laughs> should have been in it. It looked like a lot of fun. You guys should definitely check out R- uh, Rucka's Snapchat, Mikey's. Mikey's also on Snapchat, but you only post pictures. You, yeah, you usually post not snaps as many of your... Bukakis. Not as Not Bukakis, but if you're into adorable dogs and Mikey Bolts, yeah. 
So two adorable Less, things. Not as many bukkakis, but cute dogs. And by the way, guys, uh, unrelated to anything we just talked about, but by the time you're listening to this episode, I will have been back from D.C. I just did a talk in D.C. for the first time ever, read my book, and I'll tell you how that went next week because that hasn't happened at the time of this recording. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. In it's, case it's, anything else crazy happened over the weekend, guys, like don't be like, I can't believe you didn't talk about 912. Yeah. Or the, like the giant Mexican earthquake that just happened, actually. actually. Yeah, we are. So Ruck and I both work with an animator. His name is Olo. Oh. He's an amazing animator. I was talking to him this morning and literally as I was talking to him, he took a, a few minutes to respond to one of my messages and he eventually did respond, but he said, Hey, man, uh, we just had a huge earthquake. I was on the 10th floor, scared the shit out of me. I'm like, oh, man. Uh, but he still responded and was very professional, even in, in spite of the earthquake. And uh, it, it's crazy. Some buildings came down. Anyway, we should talk about the debate from last week, guys. Mm-hmm. Rucka, yeah. while you were out, I don't know if you wanted to be in on this debate, but it was a big one. Yeah. It was which city is better, L.A. versus New York? Mm-hmm. And with 55% of the vote, people voted New York. Wrong yeah. answer. What? Wow. Wrong. I, mean, I don't know why I'm cheering. I like L.A. Yeah, I like L.A. too. Yeah. Robbie, L.A. or New York? Oh, definitely, uh, de- definitely L.A. Right answer. L.A. versus New York. Uh, you know, I think I came out on top in the debate, mm. but sometimes, sometimes the voting on the show is punitive. Mm. I think that's what that's what may have happened. Yeah, New Yorkers are the haters of the world. They're it's the hater capital. They they all yeah all the New Yorkers voted you down. It's the hater capital of the mm-hmm. world. Yeah. Every hater comes from New York. That's true. Then I asked the question, which city is full of more pretentious people? And with 79% of the vote, L.A. Okay, that's bullshit. Yeah, that's totally bullshit, right? Democracy does not work. Yeah. L.A. people are not pretentious. They're just self-absorbed, and they they don't (laughs) even know you exist. But that's not the same as being pretentious. Right. It's not. You feel like you're being judged in L.A. until you realize they literally don't care. They just don't know you exist. Yeah, indifference yeah. is not pretentiousness. Right, it's not. No. no. Here's how Michael Malice opened the debate last week. He said he started out by talking about how New York is the center of culture, mm-hmm. the cultural center of the universe, right? And then dared suggest that there is more creativity that comes out of New York, and then used the, uh, the you know Broadway and museums as an example. Well, there was a lot of things said. I actually listened or watched or watched last week's episode, and uh, I've got a few notes. You want you want me to run oh, through that now? Yeah, let's okay. hear some notes. All right. yeah. First off, you said I'm anti bread bowl. Yes. <laughs> you remember what I said about bread bowls? Yeah. Tell them what did I say? You said what you- I said was. <laughs> You should be anti-bread bowls as the guy who finds all those little things in life to complain about. Those little things that, you you know, the fucking uh, problem solver, myth buster, finding the scam that nobody realized they were being scammed. That's you. That's what you do. You're the guy who bitches about fucking dishwashers. Yeah. You should be the first to point out that bread bowls should not cost $4 more than a fucking cup of soup. They don't. Did you even look at our website, Rucka? On our own website, I went to this website yeah. called the Chowder Barge. Yeah. Okay, it's a restaurant. They, their specialty is chowder. Mm-hmm. And for a regular bowl of chowder, it's $3. Or no, no, I'm sorry. It's $4 for a regular bowl. And for a bread bowl, it's only $3 more. That's right. Bread bowls rule. What? The point is, I wasn't anti-bread bowls. I like bread bowls. My yeah. point is, you 
you of all people should be anti-bread bowls. So you misrepresented me by saying I'm anti-bread bowls. Well, on that note, Rucka, mm-hmm. I did get a voicemail about this. I'll play this and I'll get to the rest of the voicemail. I'll let you okay, go yeah, through your sure. notes. Yeah, listen to this guy. You motherfucker. When Rucka's not even there to defend himself, he said not less than 99 times last episode that he has nothing against bread bowls and he likes them because they're fun. Ooh. He's just surprised you don't like Motherfucker, you just surprised that you like them because you don't like anything that's fun. Yeah. God bless you, caller. I don't like anything that's fun. That's such bullshit. Somebody hears me when I talk. Yeah, finally. here's the thing. When you when you say, I like bread bowls, but then you spend like 20 minutes talking about what a scam they are, people get the impression that you don't like bread bowls. Oh, well, if you point out over and over again, as that guy just said, that the point is you should be anti-bread bowls. Look, in life, you're constantly <laughs> paying for shit that are, that's, unnecessary when you go to disneyland what are you paying for you're paying to walk through a fucking gate and walk around and sit in a chair and get off the chair and go stand in line and like you're paying for an experience that quite literally is just a series of actions that you could do anywhere else but you're paying to do it at disneyland okay bread bowl similarly <laughs> can they dizzy if you're listening ruck is available for your marketing director <laughs> Now, bread bowls, similarly, yeah, it's worth the money. We're a fucking prosperous culture where we have the abundance to spend money on shit we don't need. Bread bowls are fun. Uh, To me, they symbolize America being great again, okay? (laughs) But you of all people, the guy who fucking lives to shit on other people's joy... Shouldn't be so such a big fan of bread bowls. That's all I was saying. At least the listeners heard it because they called in here and yelled at you about it. Yeah, I yeah. sound like the cranky one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> all right, what other notes you got? All right, yeah, the UN came up. What the fuck? Do you know what the UN even is? Yeah, the United Nations. Oh, you very know, good. You yeah. I don't have a dinger. I don't yeah, have I, a fucking dinger. Yeah, well, here, yeah. I'll, I'll ding myself. Right. I literally Thank don't you. have a dinger. Yeah. Yes, very good. United <laughs> Nations. So, uh, Malice brought up that, why is it in New York? You said, because that's closer to Europe. He yeah. said, yeah, but there's m- many more countries that are not in Europe, <sighs> like Africa, Asia, all that other shit, all scattered across the place. And you said, yeah, but but the countries we do business with are in mostly Europe. Right. Is that what we do in the UN? We do business with nations? Is that what's going on in there? Is yeah. the UN a place where countries do business? To an extent. You don't, what the fuck is countries doing business? What does that even mean? I'm talking about not just... the Look, the UN is in New York, not only because of proximity, but because New York happens to be an older city, and it does happen to be the financial capital of the United States. So all the countries we do business with, including ones who come to the UN, and by the way, we trade policy. Well, sometimes we're more lax on certain policies with certain countries when we want our agendas to be pushed through in theirs. I don't think trade deals are done at the UN. I could be wrong. Of course wrong. they fuck. No. What are you talking about? Trade deals are like G20 and all that bullshit. Who? What? UN is, is a place where we send peacekeeping troops to places where they're not wanted. The UN is a place where we legitimize dictators and condemn free countries. It's what, not, what do you think? What do you think sanctions are? Is that not an economic? That, that, that sanctions don't. Yeah. Then if we're go, meeting up to discuss who to impose sanctions on that it doesn't matter which countries we do business with that is a business move a sanction is yes, a business but the move people we're putting sanctions are are north korea and iran but, so why do we need to meet with the countries we quote do business with you don't even know what the fuck goes on in yes, the u.n I, I know more than you you think I the know. u.n is a place where countries you're so fucking confused about the world Not you think confused. that like uncle sam meets up with fucking uh fucking King George or whoever the fuck's in charge of England, they sit down and they do business together. Countries do not do business. 
Countries do business no, all don't. the time. It's called right, trade. Anyway, the point is, you said you kept saying it's the U.S. The countries we do business with. Like, what the fuck are you talking? All right, okay. Trigger. Anyway, all right. I think Rebecca just got okay, triggered. Okay, should I? Should I like yeah, what keep else going? You got? All right, production in L.A. I mean, yeah, a lot of production still does go on here, and then a whole lot of it we go to other states where the taxes are lower. That's the main reason. There's no state tax oh. in like Texas for some reason. Michael, Florida, Mike, Mike, uh, parts of Canada where there's yeah. incentives. And you know, it's it gotta love California, the place where we keep voting to raise our own taxes, but then we we work very hard to avoid paying them. Yeah, what did yeah. you? Want Michael to say? Malice's point was that mm-hmm. produ- he suggested that there's more production outside of LA than inside LA. That's absolutely false. Yeah. And well, I, forgot, not, I I'm mention- not sure he said that because he's not here to represent mm-hmm. himself. As we learned from the bread bowl controversy, you are misrepresenting people okay, at okay, every fine. turn. I'll just say this. I'll just say this. We, he mentioned one late night talk show. In New York, and that's the Colbert Report. In L.A., we've got Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, Seth Meyers, Conan O'Brien, and then who's that other guy? Carson Carson Daly. Jimmy Fallon's not here. Carson Fallon's Daly. not here. No, he's in New York. Yeah, is Fallon he's, in New York. He's in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Again, nobody garbage. was here. Well, you technically were here. <laughs> you must have been uh, hanging the noose somewhere. No, I remember thinking it. I just didn't say. Yeah. Fallon's in New York, huh? Yeah. yeah. Since when is Fallon in New York? Oh, Letterman was in New York. Garbage. Yeah. Colbert is no. in New York. Did yes. Colbert is. Did you Colbert's lie and say he moved here? No, I said he's in New York. Right. Yeah. They're all in New York. Well, Jay well Leno, Mikey corrected Jay me. Jay Leno was in L.A. Jay Leno and then was, yeah. Fallon took the show to New York. That was the yeah. deal. Oh, great. And the reason probably most talk shows are in New York is because you'd have to wake up very early no. in California time to be prepared for an afternoon show. You know, Wrong. you got to wake. No? Most talk shows are in L.A. because uh-huh. all the celebrities are out here. That's the number one problem they have in New York when they have talk shows mm-hmm. is they can't book any guests. Right. Uh, it's a huge problem because all the celebrities live out here. All the production is out here. So in New York, what you have like the, the Daily Show, the majority of the guests they book are usually politicians and people who write books because the publishing industry and D.C. is on the East Coast. No, because the Daily Show is a political show. So they mostly book people with a book or politicians. At how many times can they fucking book Robbie Epic Sauce to come on and talk about politics. Well, it's a combination. No, uh, it's, it's not. A, well, no, no, here's what Most I want to say. talk it's shows, a- as you ran through them last week, I know because unlike you, I listened to this episode. <laughs> the, the View, Rachel Ray, and all these goofballs are all afternoon shows that take place in New York. Probably the main reason being you got to prepare for it so think about what time you would have to get up in california you'd have to beat get up at like 2 a.m right, to have right. it ready to go by you know 11 a.m but all of these shows don't are not celebrity driven shows with guests that they book every single time all the shows on the west coast watch the late night shows on the west coast consistently okay. book okay. bigger okay. guests Listen, do you want to spend the whole ch- this whole episode breaking down everything wrong with you okay we just established that <laughs> oh at, my gosh. at least you don't have to repeat we it just again. established that at least half the late night shows are in new york it's not a, half at least half a b all the after virtually all the afternoon shows are shot in new york so why do you keep sticking to this idiotic idea that they need to shoot in la for to book celebrities when clearly shows that do feature celebrities are all being shot in new york production is entirely it's predominantly in los angeles production of like movies and stuff no, studios nbc cbs fox all the studios are in los angeles yeah, fox where they shoot tv shows and and yeah, and stuff that'll, TV that'll shows for months every- from now but daily shows yes daily shows they- they are sh- mostly shot in New York. You guys literally went through them last week. All right. All right let's fucking move on from this oh, shit. Oh, thank God. All right. 
I, I'm saving the best for last, you oh, motherfucker. Okay. Let's hear oh, it. Oh, you're going <laughs> to What do you got? Me. All right. Okay. Something about Manhattan. First off, you said that when people think of New York, they just think of Manhattan. Yeah. And Malice brought up like Brooklyn and yeah. Queens yeah. and Harlem and all these fucking, the fucking Sesame Street comes to mind before Manhattan. Why, <laughs> what, what's with fucking okay. Manhattan? That's the one. You have to pick the one place that is hom- homogenous and, and use Manhattan to say that, uh, oh, see, New York is homogenous. New York is, is a fucking melting pot and it's not a very good one because it's it's the most like segregated like different types of white guys are like like greeks stick with greeks and and uh italians it's like people care about race in new york more than anything they every ethnicity has its own community out there that what i like about la which i would have pointed out is that people out here like everyone's just like cool you know it's like people out here like they don't have the same uh like they're not married to their quote identity in the same way as in new york uh yeah, nobody gives a shit about Brooklyn. When t- people okay. think about the well, people glad, glad think you took, about glad you took something away from that. When people think about no one no one's going to New York to go to fucking Brooklyn. Bro- what, what sites are there in Brooklyn? The bridge? I don't what know else, the place where got? Tupac got shot or something. I, it's fucking Yeah, Brooklyn There's Bridge. There's nothing in Brooklyn. I've been to Brooklyn except for hipsters. Except for hipsters and overrated yeah, pizza. Uh, Robbie, have you been to Brooklyn? No. It's You're the, missing it's, literally it's, it's nothing. It's the pizza. It's the, the pizza sucks. It's the uh, it's the um, the pizza. It's the uh, 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 Williamsburg. Williamsburg fucking sucks. It's, it's just not, hipsters. I, listen, all it of stinks. New all of New York sucks. But to say that that bro- <laughs> that Manhattan is the only place people think of when okay. they think of New York, Mikey. I'm gonna we're gonna play we're gonna play a memory game. All right, we're gonna play a visualization game. I'm going to say a word and tell me the first thing that pops into your head. Okay, mm-hmm. New York. Um, a tall guy. He's yeah. probably hanging out and just the tall doing guy his with, thing. with the torch. It's that yeah. guy. Yeah, that yeah, guy, that, the tall yeah, guy okay. with the torch. Where is, where is that guy? Yeah, Manhattan. No, he's not. Yeah. Really? It's close enough. It's, oh, I mean, it's, it's not. Close. It's technically not on, on oh, Manhattan. Where is it's, it off technically? On the, it's out in the fucking ocean, technically. But what part of which bureau is No that? one goes to B- Brooklyn to see the Statue of Liberty. You oh, can't really? see it. Yeah. Okay, so let me get this straight. No one goes for Brooklyn Bridge. No one goes for the Statue of Liberty. The Statue of Liberty is not visible from Brooklyn. Where's the Empire State Building? In Manhattan. Okay, one thing you made One a Times thing. square manhattan you got the uh, new Wor- world trade center all that shit you didn't see the fucking terrorists ramming planes into brooklyn Good they don't point. Give, they don't give they a don't shit give a they don't give a shit they're killing their own kind <laughs> yeah we terrible don't, we let's don't, get to we, some voicemail usually like this garbage okay. yeah. guys if you want to leave us a voicemail it's at madcastmedia.com the number is on the bottom of every page here's some voicemail though here's one about fruit la versus new york Hey, Maddox, I like how uh, Michael Malice compared uh, Los Angeles and uh, New York into the terms of, you know, 500 B.C. and and the 18th century. And I totally agree with the produce. Uh, When I go to South America, oh, my fucking Jesus Christ, everything tastes better there. You drink juice, it tastes like juice. It, It doesn't taste like shit. How could you not want your food to taste good? How is that some sort of backwards-ass idea of a, an older time? Uh, it just shows that you don't like life. Bacchanazi. Uh, yeah. yeah. You don't like life if you live in New York because you don't like fruit. You can't like fruit in New York. It sucks. All the fruit sucks. The only good food in New York is Italian. Because the there are pizza. a lot of Italians there. The pizza, the pizza sucks. Yeah, the pizza sucks. But the Italian restaurants, generally in New York, are pretty good, and they have some upper scale fusion restaurants, some American restaurants. Really good chefs in New York. Look, I'm not going to diss the food in New York. It's pretty good, except for the Mexican. Uh, here's another call. This one's uh, for you, Rucka. Here's because oh. a couple episodes ago, you said some 
some asinine, head up your ass comment about cannibalism, and you got called out hard. Listen oh, to this boy. one. Hey, Rucka. Yeah. I eat pussy. Does that make me a fucking cannibal, you fucking dipshit? <laughs> Does it? I mean, do you eat it literally? Like, do you no. bite it off and swallow it? What he a virgin. A no. <laughs> <laughs> How do you eat pussy? They call it eating pussy because, like, you eat pieces of it off, right? Oh, my God. It grows dude. back. No, but you got called. You said that drinking yeah, breast milk. Was- I get it. I get it. We all eat pussy. Huh, Robbie. <laughs> Here's another call. This one's about malice. You know, the farther I get into this week's podcast, the more I love Michael Malice, even despite his incompetence and basic, you know, mac- macro molecules and stuff. I just love how he's just taking a big old diarrhea shit on you, Maddox. Yeah. Yeah. So that guy called in multiple times and he, he was very precise about macro versus micro, I think carbohydrates, uh, because Michael Malice thinks that. I think he made the case that uh, when you eat a burger, the least healthy part is the is the patty and the the cheese and the bacon, as opposed to the the bun. Mm-hmm. Well, the buns are complex carbohydrates that just turn to sugar inside your body, right? That's Wait, the worst part. How 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 is like the meat worse for you than the bun? Yeah, exactly. It's not it's not a thing anymore. It's changed, right, Mikey? Yeah, Mikey. I don't know, dude. Smart. They 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 change their mind. Yeah, everything shit changes all the, all the time. time. Yeah. Anyway, here's another call. I talked about Cards Against Humanity that I happen to play sometimes at parties. This guy's calling me out. Hey, Max. Uh, quick question for you. Who the fuck plays Cards Against Humanity? A lot of people. That's the stupidest yeah. game of all time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to play this game. We're going to have fun. It's so random. The whole game is based around... How random can this be? Oh my gosh. Grow up here and play a real man sport. Like football. You're not supposed to play it alone, douche. Yeah, let's all play fucking football at a party. Yes. Two in the morning. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, guys playing Cards Against Humanity by himself. Is it Jesse P.S. that said Cards Against Humanity is a way for unfunny people to, to be funny? Yeah, look, I get it. It's not the perfect game. I've played it at parties and I've had fun with it. The only problem with the game is that after you've played it once or twice, you see all the cards and they become kind of stale. Especially the first the first generation of that that uh, especially the first print of Cards Against Humanity, there's all these uh Glenn Beck jokes in there, there's Al Gore jokes in there, very dated, not relevant anymore. Sarah yeah. Palin jokes. So yeah. like Sarah Palin's a punchline a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. Oh uh, yeah, you, you look. I played it. I play it sometimes at parties because I'm not a stick in the mud. It's because I have friends. I get yeah. invited places, and sometimes my friends like to play cards against humanity, not football. You dipshit. No one's gonna play football at night. It's garbage. Here's another call. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we had a caller call in from Alabama last week. Oh yeah. Talking about how he um, he's able to make a phone call and not die, and then he died actually. So here's this call calling him out. You know what? That Alabama truck driver from Alabama, he's not from Alabama. Bullshit. It's not even a good impression. Have Mikey do the impression. Watch, he'll do a better impression of an Alabama truck That's driver. Cool. Oh, shit. You got, you got pimped, Mikey, but first... Hey there. How you doing? Hey! Yeah. That's all I got. No, that's Larry the Cable Guy. Sorry about that. Larry's from Rile Alabama. Rile OTC. <laughs> oh, I don't have a good Alabama... That's a decent Alabama, Mikey. Uh, Forrest Gump is from Mobile, Alabama. Yeah. Well, anyway. Oh, shit. And here's one last call. 
This one, uh, Rock Idol, you've, you've had a boner this entire episode. This yeah. one's going to bolster your bullshit argument. Hell yeah. Here. Hey, Maddox. I just have to let you know that I think Michael Malice is right. Um, my family grew up really, really poor, and for my eighth grade graduation, my parents saved up for a full year to take me to New York City so I could see all these fun things like the museums where I saw the world's first Kermit the Frog and everything. Um, and then they ended up taking me to Broadway to see Beauty and the Beast, and it was incredibly expensive and probably one of the best trips of my life at that time, of course. So, uh, yeah, great show. Keep it up. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's an argument for or against me because she's essentially saying her her family had to save up for a year to do this, to take her to one trip to New York and it cost them a fortune to see one fucking Broadway show. How many families do you think can afford to do that? Especially a family of four or five? How many can afford it or how many do it anyway? Oh. Dude, you're, you think of New York like people think of LA. They, they think that like you and I were like walking down the, the walk of fame every day, you know, <laughs> uh, fucking what else is there in LA? Well, what else? What, what? That's about it. Look, it's not a very tourist friendly town because there aren't, you don't have Times Square. You don't have the Statue of Liberty. You don't have uh, the, the Empire State Building. Those are very visible landmarks in New York. Although when I first came to LA, I drove down the Hollywood Boulevard, the Hollywood Walk of Fame, where you see the stars on the ground and all that shit. And I thought, oh my gosh, this city's so amazing. If I lived here, I would come down to this road every single day. I would go to all these shops. So then, fast forward, uh, at one point in my life, I lived just, uh, I think, a few blocks away from it. Never fucking went. It's the worst. It's awful. All the stores suck. Mm-hmm. It's really dirty. And you'll probably get stabbed. And, <laughs> and, it, and at night, it's just bonkers. All the... Just call them Armenians. Go- <laughs> some, some of them. Yeah. No, and, the, and it's just the same store over and over again. New York yeah. pizza. New York pizza. New York pizza. Yeah. It's like everyone comes to L.A. to <laughs> eat New York, New York pizza. pizza. And then yeah. uh, the same gift shop. But yeah, like people think in L.A. like, oh, you live in L.A.? You must hang out the Walk of Fame every day. And and we have to explain it. I'm like, no, that's just for the tourists. Yeah. Honestly, that's not really L.A. Yeah. Um, and that's Sucks. how you think of New York. You think that like New Yorkers are going to broadway every day no i don't i never said that you're misconstruing my argument but i will say this yeah most new yorkers the ones i know my friends who live there they live in brooklyn uh manhattan is not where the people live that's why manhattan is homogenous the only people who live in manhattan is rich people that's it right so your point about new york itself being homogenous um, when I say New York, I'm talking about Manhattan. No one gives a shit about the other boroughs. No the, one, no, no one, one gives a shit about Not the places single, where no. your friends live. No, they don't. I have friends all across the country, flyover states, oh, wow. and they're called flyover states specically because no one gives a shit about them. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, Appa- I come from Utah. I earned that. Okay. Apparently, Brooklyn is a flyover city now. Brooklyn. Yeah. No one fucking flies to Brooklyn. What airport do they have in Brooklyn? What airport do they have in Manhattan? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't JFK in Manhattan? No. Close enough. Point me. (laughs) Good job. Anyway, whatever. Let's move on to the debate. Joining me again is my top unit, key grip deputy cadet moderator, Ruck Ruck Ali. Let's hear his buzzer. There it is. And Robbie, let's hear yours. There you go. If you hear a buzzer from either of these two fine gentlemen, that means they have disagreed with me. I have said something that they want to correct me about or just interrupt and just interject and add a point or two. But we should get on with the debate. Robbie, this is one that you suggested at the top of that. We talked about it a little bit. And this is one I think that's near and dear to the hearts of a lot of adolescents. It's whether or not school should be mandatory. Robbie, what do you think? Should school be mandatory? Why or why not? 
I feel like if you know what you you want to do, it shouldn't be mandatory. Like there's a lot of jobs and stuff that don't require school at all. That's a more sophisticated answer than I was expecting right out the gates because I I wrote an article about this a long time ago, very similar to the thesis that you just said, which is if you know what you're doing, if you know what you want to do in life, if you have direction, school is not for you. You don't necessarily need it. What? So he's saying, no, it should not be mandatory. And you're saying? No, yeah. And I'm going to argue that it should be mandatory. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm. No, I'm, I mean, I'm, that's, the, that's the last I'll agree with you, I think, for the, for the rest of the show. So school, I think, should absolutely be mandatory because most of society's problems come from the uneducated. You can't even have democracy without education. If you think about it, and this is something I think is, is more important than any other aspect of society is education. Because if you if people say, oh, you should go out and vote, you should go out and vote. No, no. not necessarily. Mm-mm. If you don't know what you're voting for, what the repercussions are, what the implications of the bills you're voting on are, how much it'll cost you, how much it'll cost society, and what will happen down the line, no, don't fucking vote. Stay home. Or you, uh, you can be educated and be misinformed because your your head was filled off with with untruths and you go out and vote the wrong way. That's also a possibility. That's, a, that's also a case. So what do you think, Robbie? How would you reconcile your belief that education should not be mandatory with what I just said that uneducated people should not vote? I feel like you can learn a lot of that stuff from like the internet and TV and... There's a lot of different sources you can... Like, if you want to learn that kind of stuff, you can absolutely learn that pretty much anywhere. Like, in books. Mm-hmm. Well, you can, but if it's not mandatory, will you? Like, have you ever read a book on economics or astronomy? I mean, just no. on your own? No. No. I mean, most people haven't. Most people wouldn't. In fact, when I went to the University of Utah, one of the arguments they made for why I needed to take generals is that it makes you a more rounded person. And it sounded like one of those bullshit things that they were just saying so that they could rope me into taking a bunch of classes and pay for them, right? But then I signed up for a bunch of classes that I would have never taken had I not been required to. And it did make me a more rounded person. I actually learned a lot about different things that I would have never taken an interest in. Like, I took a survey of jazz class. It made me really appreciate jazz and learn the entire history of jazz and where yeah. it comes from. Can and you tell us a little bit about jazz? Yeah, what do you want to know? Anything? You like sure. jazz? Sure, it started, this, the roots of jazz started in Dixie, essentially. Dixieland, Dixieland jazz. Uh, and then it grew through the uh, through the eras to big band. And then you had a huge cultural shift in the 70s with bop and hard bop. You had Miles Davis come along. Okay, I was, Charlie just seeing, Parker. I was just seeing if you were bullshitting. No, absolutely not. I'm All a huge right. fan. I'm a huge fan. I like jazz. because And what... What spawned my interest in jazz was two things. I was a big fan of this guy named Pancho Sanchez. And uh, <laughs> and because I had to take a music requirement in college. Had I not been forced to take a music requirement, I probably would have never taken that class. So what do you think? Have you ever had a survey of jazz class or any kind of jazz understanding or education? Anything like I, that? I literally know nothing about jazz. Yeah. Most people don't. And they hear it and they think it's bullshit. But it's not. There's so much. There's so much that goes on with jazz. It's very interesting. Very fascinating. I feel like 
every every music has like its own thing. Here, let me give you guys an example you of something. You don't need to know about jazz. I like just, that's yeah. not <laughs> why it's not man. You don't need to learn about you anything. Ever, when have you ever used jazz in your work? <laughs> Literally on every single episode of this show you're listening to. Yeah. The first five to six minutes has a jazz track playing wow. in the background. Good thing it's you very soft. You, good thing you took a, a six month course. <laughs> good thing you know so much about jazz to play that in your background. Yeah. I don't need to know. I'm just saying. Uh, you just asked me when have I ever used jazz. Okay, is that really what's propelled your career? No, it's not what's propelled my career, but it has definitely brought my musical horizons. Did you ever pay attention in any other classes? Because whenever any other topics come up, you've got like these broken fragments of information that you can't seem to integrate. But when it comes to jazz, you are just... It's like you've got it all fucking worked out. I know a lot about a lot of things, buddy. Yeah. I took it... Here's a class. I took American History, which is the fucking worst. I hate it because it's boring as shit. What's boring? What do you mean it's boring? It's first of all, it's super depressing, and second, super boring. Why is it depressing? Most people don't really understand the full scope of the Native American slaughter that occurred in America. It is so much worse than most people think. No, and you never most taught people it. know that no. it's bad. I no, you have I, no idea. All, all anyone knows is we traded some chicken pox blankets no, with the Indians. No, that's not true at all. The all they tell you about in school is how badly the Indians were treated. What's the worst thing you know about the Native they Americans? They were forced to walk across the country, and they all died on the way. Yeah, that, that's, that's, the, that's the summary. What do you know about the Native American plight? I know white dudes were being assholes or like, get out of our See, state. So they pu- they, <laughs> they, they, public school system at go. work. Yeah, All dude, they teach you. They don't teach you. They really you, don't teach you a they lot. They don't teach you they about don't. about the Native Americans being violent and, and provoke and provocative. Yeah, well. You don't even know about that to this day. You think that these perfectly uh, peaceful, mushroom tripping, uh, sun worshipping folks who were just sitting around <laughs> at the Mayan pyramids, minding their own business, when Mel Gibson pulled up on his fucking uh, 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 ship, his fucking ship. Yes, go on. Tell me, tell me about what film are you referring tell to? Me, tell me about this education that I this? only have fragments of. Yeah. Listen, uh, <laughs> I'll just give you guys a glimpse of how bad it was. Yeah. There was a program, this was a government mandated program during, I, I believe this, the mid to late 1700s or, eight, or early 1800s, where they were trying to, they, they looked at natives as almost like non-people. So they looked at them as savages, as apes, as people who, were, who needed to be brought into the fold and be civilized. So they created this program where they would separate the children from Native American parents, and they would bring them into Christian homes, give them haircuts, dress them like Westerners, dress them like colonialists, and then they would indoctrinate them day after day after day. And what happened is these kids oftentimes would reject the indoctrination. They didn't want to become Christian. They didn't want to learn American values. They didn't want to learn the values of the colonials. They didn't want to eat their food. They didn't want to learn their customs. And when they rejected it, what happened is they would enslave these kids. They would sometimes put them under the floorboards and just hold them there for days. It's You're, um, you're using colonialists and Americans interchangeably. Look, I would have to get very specific to get to find out yeah. exactly who it so was. I don't remember that part of it. What you're saying is forcing people to part. learn things doesn't always work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Robbie. <laughs> That's true. But I'm not saying kidnap children and, uh, you know, put them in floorboards until they get depressed and kill themselves. And which, by the way, oh, fuck, that's that's what happened with these Native Americans. These Native Americans, a lot of them were so depressed, they would either try to run away, they'd get recaptured, they'd get punished very harshly, or they would kill themselves. I think something like 30 out of 40 of these kids that they did this experiment with killed themselves. I mean, there's just so many stories like this that people don't really know about. They're people never going to teach about you. Them. What does this have they to do with education? What does this have to do with education? They though? taught you about it. 
Well, I learned this because I was forced to take a class that I had no interest in and still wouldn't. I to to this day I would never but pick up a book on American history. It's boring. Where does that help you now? Where does it help me where now? Where does that help you in your job right now? It helps him focus you, on the negative, just like when they taught him American history. They focused entirely on the negative. No, they didn't. Dropping all context no. of what the rest of the world was like at the time. No. Or what some of the good things that America was doing while the rest of the world was not. They only taught him the negative things that happened, and now he focuses on the negative for a living. Other than with bread bowls, he completely finds the worst things in life to talk about. Oh my gosh. I didn't. You didn't even give me a chance to talk. First of all, most American history, up to that point, I had a highly positive impression of America. America every time they teach you American history in, as a kid, as an yay adolescent. Yay Indians! Yay Pilgrims! No, yeah, it's, 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 yes, it is. I, my impression of America was much more positive before I took this class. It was all about Plymouth Rock, the uh, colonies set down but with the Native that, Americans. No, 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 but they forced you to learn all that stuff at first. Yeah. So if, if, if you weren't forced to learn that at first, because that's what education is making you do. Yeah. Like they're, they're forcing you to learn all that bullshit at first and filling your mind with all this bullshit. Like wh- why, why don't they fill your mind with like stuff that's useful? Well, they do that as well. They like math like and science yeah, and business cool. and you know, things that you, things that people can actually use for application. Now here's the difference. Robbie, here's why here's why education, mandatory education is important, because everybody understands the need for applied math and applied science and applied uh, education. Right. Those are things that you go out and do. Those are your applied technology centers. A lot of them are, you know, like how to repair a washing machine and computer repair and massage therapy, all that shit. That's those are things you do. But very little emphasis is put on theory. When do you ever learn theory if you're not going to academia? I mean, you don't ever learn theory. You don't ever learn mathematical theory, like why these things that we use came to be. And it's very fascinating stuff. And Rucka, uh, to your point about learning about the rest of the world, I also took an Asian history class. I learned a lot about Asian Asian history, Asian yeah. studies. I learned about China. I learned about Chiang Kai-shek breaking off from from China, the mainland China, and went off and and took over Taiwan, which to this day is still causing problems. Mm -hmm. Taiwan doesn't consider themselves part of mainland China. It's very controversial. This is stuff that I learned in college. I would have never known this stuff had I not been forced to take some history prerequisite. What do you say about that, Robbie? I thought we were talking about like preschool, high school. (laughs) Preschool, high school. Wait, are we talking about college level education or are we talking about general like... Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. College is not mandatory. But I think it may, it, it might as well be. I think that it, it would be a good thing for society if college became mandatory. I don't think college is mandatory at all. No, it's not. You're it right. It really isn't. Yeah. Honestly, if anything, I, I think it's a better idea if we don't fill like colleges up with all these dumbasses, you know? Yeah, it's bad enough everyone's pushed into college now. Now you wanted to make it mandatory? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Well, I don't know. Maybe because this horrible country that you hate so much. Uh, I don't hate you, America. Used to be have something to do with freedom. So now you want to just force people to go to college. Look, freedom is a function of a number of things in our oh, society. Interesting. First and okay. foremost, yeah, is education. Mm. Education is freedom. I don't know about that. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure freedom is freedom. You don't understand what freedom is. Oh no, no, you don't. So that your idea they, of freedom is like is it's just a, a dove out in a field somewhere. Nobody's touching him. Inalienable right to live uh, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Say it's that not word that. again. It's Say that education. word again. Inalienable, right? Yeah. Most people without an education, a can't pronounce it, b can't spell it, and c don't understand <laughs> so we have it. To force everyone to go to college because of one word? No, because if someone doesn't understand that they have an inalienable right. 
They can't fight for it, can they? They can't use that right, can they? If they don't even understand they have the right, that's why we have Miranda rights. So we tell people uh, with the hope that they will understand that they have certain rights afforded to them by the laws of our land. If they're not even educated enough to understand that much, I mean, then they are not free people. Sounds like a good reason to get educated, but you're talking about forcing people to sit in a classroom until they're 22 now? Yeah, why not? Our economy, like, requires a lot of people to go to, like, factory jobs and shit. Do we need an education like that to work in a factory? I don't think America is a factory economy. Right. We no, used, but we like, used to be. Like farming, and there's plenty of other jobs yeah, besides that. Like, do we do we need do we need college for that? Robbie, you're walking a real th- some on some real thin ice here. Are you suggesting that farmers are uneducated? No, absolutely not. But do you need college to learn that? You don't need college. Like, what? Here, here's a- <laughs> yeah. Well, hold on. How does the farmer know if his uh, crops are inalienably his unless he <laughs> was forced to go to college? Yeah, well, you should understand a very basic minimum Listen, of things. Let me explain to something to you. Because level, sorry, what? No, no, uh, you go ahead. I got to learn the pH level of the soil and shit, boy. Yeah, yeah, it's important. Okay, so you're you're the same guy who tried uh, mansplaining to me what freedom even means. <laughs> Would you let me explain to you what the function of government is? It's to force people to do things. Oh, gosh, oh. here we go. <laughs> yeah, I know what's coming. I I can go say ahead. by by script. The function of government is to protect us. That's it. There's their function of government That's is just not to actually where I was going with that. <laughs> okay, where are you going to go? Do you want? Can I finish? <laughs> yeah. Go Would ahead. you like me to speak on my own behalf? Would you walk into your neighbor's house right now and force them to go to college? <laughs> If I could, absolutely. You would literally walk into your neighbor's house with a gun pointed at them and say, you're going to college or I'll, or you're going to jail. Yeah, my fucking hippie neighbor, I would absolutely you put would, her in well, college. you've got bad blood with her, but yeah. let's say on the other the other side of you. Oh, yeah. You've got a neighbor. Yeah. You would just walk in there. You decide th- what they need to be doing. So they need to go to college. And by the way, who's paying for it? Taxpayers. Oh, society. So you personally, you personally would go into your neighbor's house. Yes. Point a gun at them. Say <laughs> you're going to college on your dime, on your own, on Maddox's I'm paying dime. for this shit. So you're yeah, literally yeah. paying for them, right. to go to college, yeah. and forcing them to do it. Yes, that's for your neighbor. Yes, correct. as well as every other neighbor and everyone right, else in the right. country. Hey, you can pay a little bit up front or a lot later. There are studies that have been made that shows that people who go through at least high school education are much less likely to end up in prison. And the ones who do end up costing society way more just in oh being prison in, in being so in prison. Force everybody into college. I'm just go- I just wanted to point out to you that when you say ma- something should be mandatory, that's you walking into your neighbor's house, pointing a gun at them. And when you say society will pay for it, that's you literally taking out your wallet and footing the bill. So think yes. about your finances, right. what you allocate money for. And now keep in mind, you're putting your neighbor through college. Right. Absolutely. Okay. It's All kind right. of like it's yeah, kind of like sounds this. Great. It's kind of like this. It's kind of like giving people who are heroin addicts oh needles. See, right? this is because the world you live in. No, Everyone's listen, a heroin listen, addict. Listen, listen, let me finish this point. Okay. It's like giving heroin addicts needles. Because they found that when heroin addicts can't afford needles or are afraid to get them, they are much more likely to contract diseases that puts them in hospitals that costs everybody more money. So when they give heroin addicts needles, they're not saying, hey, go do drugs. They're not enabling their addiction. They're just saying that we'd rather, if you're addicted, we'd rather you do it safely until you get the help that you need. How about this? How about... You, what you did was you 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 socialized the medical industry, and now that we're all forced to pay for other people's medical bills, now we also police their lifestyle so that we don't later pay for more of their medical bills. Right. How about you, we just 
uh, privatized the the medical industry. Well, it was more private before Obamacare. And what was yeah, that? Much better. Uh, yeah, much better with 30, 40 million oh my people God. uninsured. The, the guy who fucking worships Obama now fucking... I, didn't, I don't worship Obama. Well, if, you, if you're such a big fan of Obamacare, you should vote Republican because they're about to be the biggest defenders of Obamacare that there is. I don't even have Obamacare, but I'm saying that the system we had before was worse when... when I had so many friends oh who couldn't God. get insurance. Then don't Let hang out with fucking losers. I had so many friends... Oh, sorry, my, sorry, my friends have pre-existing yes. conditions, Oh, Rucka. yeah. It's they always a pre-existing scam. condition. Yeah, everything's a pre-existing condition. You want condition. your pre-existing condition friends to have a better life than privatize, deregulate, lower that's taxes. What it was. Stop penalizing yeah. everyone that's productive yeah. and actually see the price come yeah, down. Except for the first time in 30 years, one of my friends who's been experiencing incredible pain, like uh, head pains, back pains, didn't know what was wrong with her, finally was able to, for the first time in her life, with insurance, get Examined and find out what the fuck was wrong with her so she could get treatment can, because be, because she couldn't get it before because of uh, pre-existing conditions. And by the way, guess what? Everything's a pre-existing condition. If I work for an employer and he's covering my insurance, my health insurance, and I go from job to job and I happen to have a lapse in coverage, guess what? I fucking fit under that bill and I can't get insurance anymore okay. either. Hunger is a pre-existing condition. We all need to eat. So that means we should all pay for each other's food. Pretty much. Okay, great. So communism works, guys. Let's let's open up a history book. Did they teach you about communism in your That's retarded college? Communism. Or That's did they not only communism. teach you about the plight of the Native That's Americans? That's not communism. No? When no. everyone pays for each other's food, that's not communism? No. No? No, it's not. It's not? There's more than enough food go, to go around. Who's we producing produce, the food? We Everybody's producing food. I'm pretty sure it's individual private when, citizens when that we have, produce the food. When we have trillions of tons of food Who being wasted food? every year. Who produced it Let to waste it in the first place? Let me finish this point. Where did the food come from? Let me finish this okay. point we have food that's wasted who's wasting it who's it who does it belong to for them to be wasting it who produced it who put it there who pulled it out of the ground who manufactured the machine that would right. that would right. process the okay food? rucka you, you make a good point we should let people starve Good point. <laughs> Let them starve? <laughs> yeah. Are you literally going to walk into your neighbor's house right now, take all the money you've got and pay for their food? If I see someone Oh, who's... you're letting them starve. Hold on. There's your, another neighbor, too, who's Well, you st- asked the question. Hungry. If I see someone who's starving, who's hungry, I'm going to feed them. Uh, have you done that? Yes. I've never seen you feed somebody. Well, hang around me more. Well, I, I, I do it all the time. Plenty. In fact, in fact, five out of six times I've done it, oh my approximately, God. has been in New York. All right, so everyone <laughs> should be forced to pay for everyone's food. And no. if you're opposed to communism, you're then you're, to. you're, quote, letting people starve. Look, I you're feel not, like I'm, you know, for a guy who's, 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 who's here advocating education, you don't understand the most basic historical lessons of how much communism leads to starvation. You, you, you say you've learned about Asian history. Do you know how many people starve? Starved in communist China? Yeah. First of all, it's socialist. Okay, there's a big difference between communism and socialism. Communist China was not communist? No, it's never been communist. The communist party in charge of... Of China was not oh communist. God. You don't even understand. Do you understand do you the difference understand between the, socialism the, the, and communism? Do you understand the name of the communist party was the communist party? It doesn't of China? matter what they call themselves. Do you understand the name? The difference okay. between socialism so and communism. What is communism then? You tell me. Communism. You're is, talking a lot about it. You tell me what it is. Communism is when everything's centrally planned. Everyone's. Uh, gives according to their ability and takes what according to their need. Correct. Right. Right. Now, okay. what's socialism? Socialism is a form of government that seeks to kind of implement that. And it's basically trying to get us to communism. Is that exactly okay? All right. So you do know that right. is a very precise definition. Okay. It's from everyone according to their abilities mm-hmm. to everyone according to their needs. Yeah. That's the utopian ideal of communism. And socialism is what happens when a country tries to become communist. And Marx, I believe, predicted that the most advanced industrial countries would become communist first. 
his predictions were wrong. That's not what happened. What you had is leaders in China like Mao who tried to do great social experiments that ended up with a lot of starvation because they don't know shit about agriculture. They don't know oh shit about, God. and that's what happened in North Korea yeah, as well. That's why, that's why communism failed horrendous. Oh, I'm sorry. That's why socialism led to a hundred million dead people. Right. They didn't know about agriculture. What you know. Yeah. That's well, what it that's is. what happened in North it's Korea. It's not that centrally planning a fucking economy leads to mass starvation. It's not that forcing people to do shit. They don't want to do taking away their property and making it illegal for them to provide for themselves it leads to it's not that it's they didn't have the information about agriculture if only someone had told mao zedong what he needed to know about agriculture china would have been fucking disneyland you just agreed with me you said that it's not that they had tried to have a centralized agriculture that didn't work that's the I, that's the I exact that? you just said that what you said it wasn't that they had a centralized agriculture a centralized economy that didn't work it's essentially the same thing as not understanding not having enough knowledge which comes back to our debate. If they understood better, like for example, uh, Kim Jong Un yeah. caused mass starvation in North Korea. Yes, and the reason is is because he had some theory about how the the hillsides should be, right? So he had the hillsides raised, and what happened is that uh, essentially caused okay. a lot of mudslides and erosion, and that killed all the crops, and it caused mass starvation. It's because he doesn't know shit about the economy. Uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't know shit about agriculture. Oh my god! Okay. He doesn't know shit about farming. I, I hear homework. Find one uh, case of authoritarianism that led to prosperity and human happiness. I'm not arguing that authoritarianism well, is good. Well, you're saying Kim Jong-un's problem is that he didn't know shit about the landscape. Right. And that Mao Zedong's problem is that he didn't know shit about agriculture. Right. I'm saying find me an authority dictatorship in history that... My point is authoritarianism itself is what leads to mass misery. You're saying, no, it's that every... So it's not only... You're not only bringing this argument people make that real communism has never been tried or real socialism has never been tried. You're literally saying real authoritarianism has never been tried. You're saying... I'm not actual, saying that. You're saying, that's, that's oh, not what you're I'm saying. saying that a well-informed authoritarian government that knows enough about agriculture and landscapes can properly provide for its populace. That's what you're saying. I'm is not saying not, that. It's not... I'm not. So, but you said that the reason North Korea is full of starving people is because Kim Jong-un implemented the wrong policy. Right. It's not because it's an authoritarian dictatorship that disallows people to pr produce oh, and God. provide. They're not necessarily mutually exclusive, Rucka. You can be an authoritarian and a shitty at e uh, economics and shitty at agriculture. Okay. And just because you're an authoritarian government doesn't mean everything so you do. You, Please uh, let me finish. Okay. Just because you're an authoritarian government doesn't mean everything you do is wrong. Doesn't mean everything, every policy you enact is bad it's not it, it, look it's a broken clock even a broken clock is right twice a day sure <laughs> but if you're if if you are authoritarian you will always end up with mass misery and starvation because that's the nature of authoritarianism right it i, I mean that's a allow... straw man argument i'm not defending authoritarianism well you keep i i'm i'm pointing out that socialism has led to 100 million dead people in right. china and your answer is well because they had the wrong policy right so if they had the quote right policy, they would have made it work. Yeah, probably. You think so? I'm I'm I'm, explain, I'm I'm talking to a third grader that doesn't understand the mass failure of communism. I'm sorry, socialism. Socialism, right? You we, literally we, think we, it could on. have worked. We understand the problems of socialism. We history has shown us time after time. Yeah. Uh, socialist societies that have failed for various reasons. China, by the way, today is still a socialist society. 
they aren't dealing with nearly mm-hmm. the 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 problems that they had. So what changed? In the growing Very good. What changed in China? A, no, a lot of things. Well, yeah, but the specifically. 19, the, uh, specifically the 1970s Cultural Revolution that happened in what China. What Cultural Revolution? What okay, happened? well then maybe well, you no, should take don't, an don't, Asian history class. Don't take us off this. We're going to get to the bottom of this. What happened? The Cultural Revolution happened mm-hmm. in China when there were some uprisings, there were some some upheavals in society. Mao Zedong came into power. Actually, Mao Zedong. Mm-hmm. Most Chinese people kind of view him with some amount of reverence yeah because in spite of the fact that Mao Zedong caused mass starvation mm-hmm. hundreds of millions of people died yeah. under his regime mm-hmm. he also modernized China Mao Zedong brought to China mm. the simplified alphabet their simplified language it's very good to have it's huge it was a good, huge you gotta huge have a good alphabet the Mao free, Zedong, the, Mao market Zedong. Can, the market could never provide that you got to have a dictator you got to you got to see at least 100 million dead people before you come up with the right alphabet. Right, right. Because the market has proven time and time again that the most efficient system oh is the one that will be put in place, right? Like the metric system in America. Oops. <laughs> That's your fucking go-to? Yeah. So let's all live in communism because the metric system... I'm not defending... That's Listen a strawman argument. I'm not Listen defending to communism. Listen to me. Can I fucking give you a pearl of information? Can I fucking give you the gift of knowledge and maybe... Most likely, you'll dismiss it immediately with your little buzzer, but maybe somewhere, some some individual person, like our bread bowl caller earlier, that actually knows how to open up his fucking ears and listen to me, maybe he'll hear this, and his life will be just a little bit better for having heard it. The reason that China went from being a miserable place where all children in the streets were begging you for a fucking penny to being a place where now you have buildings taller than the ones in America, where you have billionaires and millionaires and all those people that you love to hate is because they've introduced elements of free trade in china yes that's it that's the difference and free trade means individuals doing what individuals want to do it means maddox gets to start a podcast without the government censoring him without the government telling him how he may launch his podcast who he may hire what he may put on his t-shirt who he may sell it to that's what that's what happened in china that's what changed let's hear the buzzer there you All go right. that's one element of yeah. what happened but there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that changed in china and by the way it's not nearly as free as you might think introducing elements of free trade into china is one aspect of it but you're simplifying a very very complex situation in china mm-hmm. that has a lot of different facets to it not just the, the elements of free trade elements of free trade definitely help but free trade in and of itself won't lead to prosperity no 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 then what what did bring them to a prosperity? number of things cultural look the cultural revolution is just that it's a cultural shift. What it's a paradigm shift. What shifted? People's attitudes towards things. People started, first of all, education was a big part of it. Back to our argument, Robbie, but education is a big part of what caused people to advance. First of all, oh. let's let's also talk about education. the let's also talk about the uh, the movable printing press, right? Before that, no most people weren't educated. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Most okay. people, so most people did, were illiterate. They read some books. They didn't read books. No. They didn't have books. Right. The books came about. It took monks mm-hmm. years and years to transcribe one Bible way back in the day. And, and only the elite controlled power in Europe because they were the ones who were able to tell you what's in the book. And you had to trust them completely. If they tell you, hey, the book says to do this, X, Y, and Z, people had to believe them and trust them blindly, didn't they? <laughs> Yeah, Robbie. <laughs> yeah, Robbie. 
Yeah, your, uh, Europe was what you're describing. It was controlled by the few. They had authority over people, and people were not free. There's your fucking dream society. But when the printing press became a thing, and people were able to print books for the first time and carry them around. Oh, my and- God. The printing press came from freedom. It came from science. It came from individuals being allowed to create the what printing press. What does science have to do with freedom? Science and political freedom were both things that flourished during the Enlightenment and the 17th, the 17th century. The founding of America gave us the Industrial Revolution, it, it, or a big part of it. It gave us the printing press and the steam engine. It gave us the ability to spread books and knowledge around. And then your friends in China prevented the common man from getting those fucking books oh, because gosh. they were fucking communists. Anyway, Robbie, so... It brought a lot of people into the educated class once they created the printing press so they could produce books. Can I just say that the printing press it sounds like every time I hear it, it just punches the the boring punching bag in my brain. It is the most boring <laughs> sound. It is, it is boring. Now, people say, when do I ever use algebra? When do I ever use trigonometry or calculus? Why do I need to know that stuff? Dipshit, you're using it every fucking day. Literally, all of these these computer that's not programs. Me, though. That's, that's someone, someone else. else using that's it. someone else. Yeah. See, Robbie knows. Someone learned all that themselves. If you want to learn that, go the fuck ahead, dude. If you yeah. want to go learn how to make a spaceship, go ahead. I'm making YouTube videos. <laughs> this guy's working at a fucking factory. Yeah. This guy's working at a a, a sushi stand. But the people who developed YouTube mm-hmm. and the video compression technology that you use, the cameras that you use, all of these things rely on a backbone of mathematics and science, without which none of this would exist. Your ability to live the lifestyle that you like is thanks in part to the people who learned this stuff. So to say that we shouldn't learn it or it should only be... I'm not saying you shouldn't learn it. Well, it I'm shouldn't saying be mandatory. That should be, it shouldn't be mandatory. If you don't want to learn it, then you shouldn't need to learn it. Okay, well, then we're back in the dark ages where one person is coming along saying, hey, look, I know what's best for you. I read this book. You guys don't know how to read <laughs> this book. That's where you're trying to take us now. You want an authority figure telling us what we need to know and what should no, be I'm our, saying the our opposite. purpose of life. I'm saying that authority... Oh, force us to know things. I'm sure the, the authoritative state won't pick and choose what knowledge we need to know. Well, uh, you know, you can't teach everybody everything. No, that's why. That's why. That's especially why mm. we have government yeah. that is run by the people for the people who come along and decide collectively that this is the type of things that we want to teach our young, our population. These are the types of things that we think is important for people to know. These are the base standards of education. And that government is made by the people, and that's why it's representative. Not just representative Mm. in our policies, but representative Uh in our education. So just to be clear, because I'm I'm a big fan of the the neighbor analogy. So what you're describing is hippie neighbor, and other neighbor, and then other neighbors across the street that keep blasting the music. The three of them voting to decide what Maddox should do with his life. That's exactly the the people deciding what you need to know, what you need to do, and what's essential. To no, you. because That's you exactly just you right. just gave me uh, three examples of neighbors, and that is overrepresentative of a certain type of demographic. I would never su- propose in a small uh, society of say a hundred people, two hundred people, or less. That we should have some kind of government, authoritarian, any kind of any kind of policy that affects me in that kind of small society, I'm absolutely opposed to. And that's why I think that when you have smaller states like Montana, uh, Wyoming, Utah, you have smaller states with smaller populations. They don't want or need government to come in and tell them how to run their business. But when you have more, more and more people in dense urban areas 
with collective resources that are used, you have to have a policy that tells people how to use that collective property. What are the collective property? What are the collective resources? Like roads, waterways, lakes. Don't they have roads Trees, forests. Like, here's a perfect example. The fishing industry needs to be regulated because fishermen who are catching the fish that we eat don't necessarily know about the critical point in populations, right? If they overfish a certain population, you'll never have that fish again because it will just die off. And this has been a big problem with a lot of different species of fish. So you have all these fishermen out there who are just fishing and fishing and fishing and just trying to catch as much as they can. Well, suddenly you have a population collapse of a certain t- a species of fish. I, I don't think that has to do with, like, knowledge. It, that should be more of a law thing. Well, who's who's going to... Who, first of all, if we don't even know that that's the thing that's going to happen, then who's going to pass that law? Population collapse in... In, uh, in fish? In fish, yeah. happens all the time. And fishermen are constantly trying to evade government regulation because they think they know better than the government. Mm-hmm. They think they know better than scientists, than okay. researchers who have studied these populations. They found, hey guys, if you overfish this population, you'll never have it again. It's now, a good thing that we learn about this in schools. Yes. And if school isn't mandatory then enough people who learn this stuff might not be in place, especially in place of policy. When These did are... we ever learn about fish in we school? We didn't. I Listen, did. let me let, me let you off the hook with that terrible fishing analogy and instead agree with you. I'll say, let's hook. say you're right, that we need the government to inform us about where it's okay to fish. Well, don't you think that p- forcing everybody to go to college means grade inflation and, and people graduating without actually learning anything, which is exactly what happens? No, not necessarily. You just don't don't give people who don't do the work credentials. But that's the opposite of what happens when we force people into school. Just because someone goes to school and gets bad grades doesn't mean they didn't learn anything. I think that even having a dumbass in college mm-hmm. is better than having a dumbass on the streets. It gives people hope. It gives people opportunities. <laughs> I, I, think I have no hope whatsoever learning about your bleak view of the world every single day. It's not bleak. You it's very optimistic. You think people are, are just incapable of thinking rationally. You think everyone, a dumbass in college is better than a dumbass on the street. Right. Why is everyone a dumbass? You think every private business is just looking to fuck everyone at every turn? Only this mysterious, in, invisible government knows anything, and even they can barely be relied upon to do it right, no. unless they have the right agricultural No, you're stats. misconstruing my argument. Another straw man argument. I have never, I'm not an absolutist. The ideal solution is a combination of government and industry. We need government for certain things. Certain things government does better than anyone else. I have said for a long time, in fact, I'm so glad it finally happened. It finally, so we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. Equifax, TransUnion, and TRW, uh, maybe the TRW is a different one, but these are credit agencies that are privately run businesses. They're private industry. That should be a government function. It should have been from a long time ago, but it hasn't been. And it got hacked. Equifax got hacked. And who's accountable for it? First of all, they're on the they're on the hook for billions of dollars of damages. All of this stuff got hacked, and it's all out there now. And they're on the hook for billions of dollars. And guess what they're going to do? File bankruptcy. They are not accountable. If this was a government agency that did that, and there was that much of an oversight, which, by the way, government's not perfect either. Everything has its flaws. You need to find a balance. You need to find something that works in some situations and not others, and then swap out what doesn't work. I'm not saying always do this or always do that. Industry has great track records, and so does government when it works. I'm not opposed to having government in place when we need it, and I'm not opposed to having industry take over jobs that the government shouldn't. That's my stance. It's very reasonable. Robbie, Mm -hmm. I'm suggesting that education should be mandatory, as it is, right, for K-12. through Now, have you ever met a kid who didn't go to school? 
Yes. What'd you think of them? In general? Yeah. I've met quite a few people who have gone to school and then they say, fuck it. And then, because they know what they want to do and they've been very successful at it. Okay. Uh, like, what, what are their jobs? What are their occupations? Uh, I, have a, I have a bunch of friends that are YouTubers because, you know, that's kind mm. of the industry I'm in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's your best ex- uh, argument against forced education. Look at the most booming e- uh, uh, sector of the economy we, we've got today. What, what's that, Mikey? <laughs> musically. Yeah. The, the oh, musically. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, musically. A lot of uh, entertainment. I have a, I have a friend who, a uh, very, very talented musician, but didn't have hardly any education just kind of dropped out from a very young age and has crazy views about health, about nutrition, about biology, about science. These are people who believe they get powers from rocks and crystals. Mm. (laughs) And it is heartbreaking talking to these people because these oftentimes are people who get duped. They're gullible. They are not critical thinkers. Critical Mm. thinking is not something you're born with. It's something you're taught. You have to go to school to get that. Yeah. Have you ever had an actual lesson in critical thinking? Yeah. You did, Mikey. When did you have that? When I uh, studied abroad, a few broads in Italy. Um, we, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we took a critical thinking class are you being in philosophy. Serious? I, I can't, wait. No, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. A couple broads. Yeah. And yeah. what did you think of the critical thinking class? It was crazy. It's like you dissect everything, top, right, left, bottom, and break it down. It definitely fed my mind during my time there. Yeah, it's absolutely important. I didn't learn critical thinking until college. I think I've told this story before, but I took a writing placement test at the University of Utah to see what level of writing class I could go into. And this test put me in the lowest, most remedial writing class that there possibly was. And it was interesting because it was in this class that my teacher, my professor taught us critical thinking. I wasn't expecting to learn that. But had I not taken that course... I may not have learned critical thinking. And, and I wrote an essay in that class that is basically the template for everything I write. It is my, it is my most treasured essay. It's my most perfect essay. And I, every time I write, every now and then, every couple of years, I'll go back and I'll dig up that essay. I'll read it again. I'll remember the structure. And I'll remember how, I, how to create a cogent argument. And I learned that in that class. Had I not been forced to take it, I may not have been, I, I guarantee I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah, and if I never got arrested for possession of marijuana in 2006 or seven, my life also wouldn't have taken positive turns. Hey, there you that go. That doesn't mean the war on drugs is a good thing. It means that in, <laughs> in a particular situation, I made the best of, of an experience that was offered to me. Right. Now, I do maintain that whether it's with your education, with my um, kicking, kicking bad habits, or with anyone else's uh, wise choices, a, the freer a society... And the more rational society, the more people will make the right choices and rise to the occasion. Ding. I'll oh agree my, with that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, tell you what. Here's another decision that people should rise to the occasion to, and that's using HelloFresh. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, today's episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you to HelloFresh for sponsoring this episode, sponsoring the show. Mm-hmm. Guys, HelloFresh is an amazing service. I know there's a lot of different services that you can buy meals and they'll send it to you. They'll send the ingredients. I've used HelloFresh multiple times. I've created at least four or five meals now with HelloFresh, and it is so simple. The beauty of HelloFresh is they'll send you the ingredients and 
one of the times I ordered a HelloFresh meal, it was uh, something like sweet Italian sausage that came with some pastas, that, that sort of thing. The problem with sausage these days, let me tell you the problem with sausage, mm-hmm. right? It's always full of nitrites and nitrates. Really bad stuff for you. It's, they put it in a lot of stuff for preservatives. Everything from beef jerky to pepperoni. And I looked at the ingredients. I looked at the back of the package of the HelloFresh sausage. None of that in there. It was very fresh. It tasted very fresh, very clean, very healthy food. And they show you the calories right on the package. In fact, they sent me uh, some meals that I just cooked this week. They have the... Look at this. They got this Lucy... This Juicy Lucy burger. Look at this guy. I want the Juicy Lucy. And by the way, guys, I'm going to post pictures of the meals that I cook on the website because they come out looking like the picture. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty... And all of these things, they tell you how much time it takes to prepare, and they're super easy. It's step-by-step instructions. You can create this in the kitchen with zero cooking experience, no matter what your level of experience is. You don't need education. (laughs) You You need education. education. You need education, you can get it from the recipes. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually very simple. You gotta know how to read and measure. Yeah, you gotta know that much. Actually, you don't even need to measure because they (laughs) send you the ingredients. You gotta know how to read. And (laughs) usually... Right? No, they have pictures. Oh my gosh, see? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, capitalism at work. Um, yeah, the the meal the meals I will say are absolutely delicious. You you tried some rucka quality, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. And you know, in LA, we know good food. Yeah, absolutely. We don't. We don't. We're not a bunch of low low level Brooklynites. Guys, it's less than ten dollars per meal, and you can usually feed a, a, at least two or three people. Depends on how, how big your portions Depends. are. Yeah, you can order the family pack. You can order the classic packs. They have vegetarian options, which yeah. I won't be trying. Uh, then when they ask me if I want a vegetarian option, like, no, meat, please. That burger is delicious. So, guys, I want to thank HelloFresh for teaming up with Madcast Media. They are offering everyone in our audience $30 off your first week of deliveries when you go to HelloFresh.com and use the offer code MADCAST30. Again, that's HelloFresh.com and use the code MADCAST30 to get $30 off your first week of deliveries. It's a tremendous service. Thank you so much for checking them out, guys. It really helps helps us out, really helps out the show. And by the way, when you make these meals, I want you guys to send me pictures of these meals. I'll post them on the website. We'll compare. We'll compare and see how your meals turn out compared to mine. I think mine will turn out better. That's the truth. Anyway, thank you again to HelloFresh. Madcast30 is the code. $30 off your first week of deliveries. But now it's time for the Rucka wrap-up. Rucka, you have a wrap-up for us? Yeah. Um, am I what you'd call a highly educated person? No. <laughs> no, have, I, I'm just joking. You cannot speak. I'm just joking. You, you are, are. No, the problem yeah. here is that you're speaking during the Rucka wrap-up. Oh, that's right. You're still talking. <laughs> you're laughing now. We got, this is, this is, we should have a jar where you drop a, uh, you drop a dollar, a dollar coin. The top. Now you're talking again. That's two dollars. <laughs> All right. Um, am I what you'd call a highly educated person? Maybe not. Um, <laughs> Which goes to show you, you don't really need to be educated. But I do know this. I have a PhD in um, doing what I want to with my life. Deciding what life do I want and how am I going to get there. And, um, you know, forcing people to go to college, all it does is just uh, make them dumber, give them the false sense that they're educated, which they're absolutely not. You go to uh, I went to listen. I went to community college, so I know what I, I know what I know what bogus education looks like. I know what dumb people in classrooms behave like. These are not smart people. I, I'm talking about my own kind. I can say these things. I went I went to community college year after year. Went away, came back. Ultimately, never graduated. I'm like I'm like the Maddox of Detroit. That's what they call me. They go, oh, here, here he comes. It's the Maddox of Detroit. Anyway, 
when has forcing anyone to go to school ever worked? It doesn't work when you're five. It doesn't work when you're 25. Just fucking, just, just let, let your imagination run a little bit and see where life takes you. Thank you. It's a Rucka wrap-up. There you go. But the, uh, thank you for the wrap-up, Rucka. <laughs> Moving on to some quick news headlines. Guys, I know if you heard about this. Melania Trump, speaking of education, Melania Trump is in a legal row with an English language school. Mm. Yeah. There's a billboard that was put up in Croatia. It says, just imagine how far you can go with a little bit of English. Reads an advert for the Ameriki Institute, an English language school in Croatia. So they put up a picture of Melania Trump to give people inspiration that if you learn English, mm. sky's the limit. True. And by the sky, they mean the wife of President Trump. She's from Croatia? She's Croatian, of yeah. Of course. They, that's like their hometown hero then. Yeah. And now Melania Trump, whose face was used alongside the slogan, has threatened to take them all the way to court. Oh, God. <laughs> the U.S. First Lady's lawyer said the campaign used her image without consent. She has asked for the billboards to be removed within 24 hours. The school's Facebook page has been updated with a video of the song I'm Sorry by 1960s country star Brenda Lee. Wow. I used yeah. to think she was kind of classy. Yeah. You know, she doesn't talk much. She's well-dressed. I'm surprised that the First Lady would tell some... No offense, crap country. What, what what's what's Croatia doing? What what are they? Croatia is a beautiful country. Is, well, it's where is, is Croatia? Is landscape beautiful, or are they inventing new apps for your for your Android beautiful? It's in Eastern Europe. Look, uh, Croatia is not the pinnacle of technology or anything uh, like I mean, that. Uh, have they produced any beautiful sculptures? Lately? They make shoes. Do <laughs> they? Do they? I don't know. I don't they know do what Croatia's okay. industry is. They do nothing. Is. It's kind of a low class move to go tell this <clears throat> poor country just trying to motivate their ignorant students to go to class and to go tell them, hey, take my picture off of that. That's yeah. kind of... It's kind of douchey. It's not nice. Also, you're the first lady of the United States. Why wouldn't you want to inspire an entire generation because, of kids? Because we don't need the Croatians to get more educated than us. Oh, it's America geez. first. Yeah. yeah. I guess. <laughs> but they're trying to get the Croatians to learn English. Good point. Wow. What a slap in the face. How, how's that promoting American values no, to not. sue them? Obviously. It's, it's insane. It's dumb. Speaking if, of... If that story is entirely true, which sometimes there's missing information. I saw it posted on multiple websites, multiple sources. My yeah. source was the BBC. But here's another story. It says, Pepe the Frog's creator goes legally nuclear against the alt-right. Did you guys hear about this? I heard about this. Yeah, this just happened. Pepe the Frog creator Matt Fury... <laughs> Fury? Or is it Furry? Has made <laughs> good on his threat to aggressively enforce his intellectual property. The artist's lawyers have taken legal action against the alt-right... They have served a cease and desist order to several alt-right personalities and websites, including Richard Spencer, Mike Cernovich, and the r slash Donald, the Donald subreddit. In addition, they have issued Digital Millennium Copyright Act takedown requests to Reddit and Amazon, notifying them that use of Pepe by the alt-right on their platforms is copyright infringement. The message to the alt-right is clear. Stop using Pepe the Frog or prepare for legal consequences. What do you guys think of that? So they're, they're just... Saying fuck you, got okay. So the alt right or who who are the alt right again? I'm sorry. The well, alt right good, good or question. sometimes they call them the new right. It's the political party that was coined. I think the phrase was coined by this guy named Richard Spencer, who is a white nationalist, and he is very much like I would I would say the most far extreme point of view of the right side of the political spectrum. So it's okay. those guys, yeah. But no, what what are what do they think they're right about? 
Mm. <clears throat> what? Yeah, I don't understand that part. They are very much in favor of strong immigration laws. I think Richard Spencer would want no immigration inside the United States. They would want to boot all the immigrants. They'd want America to be for whites, and they believe in so you know, some bunch, white nationalists. It's a bun- bunch of racist old white dudes, right? They're not old. Yeah, some of them are. Oh, yeah, Richard Spencer. Kind of a younger. It's kind of a younger white nationalist movement. So it's a, a bunch of racist young white people. Yeah. Okay, so only they're not allowed to use it. Well, it's his property, so he said. I guess he's Wait, saying. Wait, so an alt right dude owns Pepe? No, no, no. The guy who's suing these alt right people is saying it's my property. I created it. It's my artwork. Stop using it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, uh, since you're blonde and beautiful, you should probably distance yourself from the alt-right at this time, just for anyone who's watching the podcast. <laughs> just just give, give a statement saying, hey, I am I, opposed to the alt-right. I'm, a, I'm, I'm opposed to that. Thank you. There it's you good. go. It's very important. Robbie. Uh, here's one last story. This, is, this has been making headlines everywhere. I'm sure you guys heard of it. It's from KKTV.com. The Mad Pooper is wanted by Springs Police. This is Colorado Springs Police. The Colorado Springs family has spent weeks trying to get a mystery woman they've dubbed the Mad Pooper to stop defecating in their neighborhood right outside their houses. I brought a clip from this uh, news story, and news stations around the country are having a heyday with this. Listen to this. Well, this is new tonight. A family has had enough. They say a woman is defecating on their sidewalk near Briargate and Union in Colorado Springs. The family says they've caught her in the act twice now. They've begged her to stop, but now Springs police are getting involved. Spencer, this is so gross. What is the family saying about how often this is happening? Elisa, according to the Buddy family, about once a week, they're getting all too familiar with the paper towels she wipes with and the nasty surprises she leaves behind. Yeah, the mad pooper running around this neighborhood, taking shits everywhere. And they have pictures of her, too. They've confronted her. They're like, hey, why are you doing this? Why don't you stop? What'd she say? Nothing. Nothing. Just like poops and runs off. Uh, is she mad when she's pooping? She's the mad pooper. Does she yeah. not have a bathroom? I don't know. Here's my theory. I think this woman gets off on it. Hmm. Some people like to be caught in the act of doing something they know they shouldn't. You know, it's like you get the thrill, you get the high. It's like people who have public sex. They know they could get caught at any minute, especially if it's in an elevator or a busy public space, something like that. You could get caught. So she probably gets off on it. At least she's wiping. She brings her own with rolls. Pa- with paper yeah. towels. Paper towels, yeah. yeah. That's good. This lady in this news story, too, by the way, she's like, yeah, my kids call me every time they see her outside, and she went outside with a doggy bag and picked up this lady's turds. Eh. Yeah. yeah. I think this is what, like the second or third week in a row we've had a story about people picking up human turds. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we do. Stories. I don't know. I think we know <laughs> that she's not a smart woman because she's using paper towels and that shit's rough. Huh. Good yeah. point, Robbie. <laughs> you're not going to leave human shit on your deck. Like, you're going to pick it up. You got to do it. Yeah. You got to pick up the shit. Yeah. Well, she's leaving the human poop on sidewalks and things like that. Like, this was uh, this is around a public park. And they pointed out the total number of bathrooms around the area where she's shitting. There's public restrooms. There's outhouses. There is a McDonald's. There is a Taco Bell. There's, like, all these different places she could go to poop. She's choosing the sidewalk. That's pretty funny, though. Yeah. Like, if that's just a prank, that's pretty fucking funny. Pretty good prank. Just shitting right by the bathroom or on someone's deck. Yeah. Yeah. I used to know this guy in Detroit. Uh, he called himself the turd terrorist. <laughs> and he used to go to pu- like public bathrooms, not even public, like bathrooms at like restaurants and stuff and just like spread his shit all over the stall. Just uh, just to be annoying? With just, his hands? 
I, I guess with his hands. I don't. What? I never saw him do it. What an asshole, Crust, dude. Yeah, the guy, he's a sociopath, and that's who you meet at in the Midwest. That's that's who lives out there. I know you think they're all like oh, middle income Jewish parents, apparently, but I mean, you got some crazy sickos in the Midwest. Turd terrorists. Yeah, I get I look- bored, dude. People in the mid. What, what do they have to do out there? Not yeah. a whole lot. Apparently, think- save up all year to go see one fucking Broadway show. <laughs> Broadway. Yeah. yeah. In defense of the Midwest, I do believe they have toilets. I think they're advanced. Oh, I'm sure they do. They can. They're not everyone shitting on their hands out there. Not everyone. Leaves and. You know what? I will say this. There is something I genuinely miss from the Midwest: is the politeness. Most people are so much more polite everywhere outside. Utah is in the Midwest. I haven't. Where the fuck? Where the fuck is Utah? Does Utah count as anything? It's like the West. It's just the West. Just the West. Yeah. I've been to the Midwest too, though. I'm saying I do like the Midwest. Been there. I feel like it counts as the Midwest. Right? A little bit, yeah. You know what? Fuck the, whatever we call Midwest now, mm-hmm. Utah's quite literally the middle of the West. So Utah is the Midwest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what else would you call it? Just the West? It's bullshit. I... Mikey, you like the you like the Midwest, right? It's okay. Where, where have you been? Where do you like? You know, I've flown over it a bunch. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Fly over states. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Robbie, thank you again for coming on the show. Where can people find you? Uh, uh, YouTube.com forward slash Robbie youtube.com forward slash Robbie that's a, a great y. name man. with a Y with a oh, y. Robbie, Robbie with a Y with a Y yeah Robbie with a Y alright we'll link to your YouTube channel we'll link to all your social media contact thank you again Robbie for coming on the show thank you thank Thanks you to me, my man. top unit key grip deputy cadet moderator Rukka Ali yeah thank you to my sergeant of swag Mikey Bolts thanks Maddox but most of all you're welcome Oh, hey, Maddox, just sitting here playing some video games, eating some delicious pepperoni pizza, playing some Call of Duty. Oh, shit, I just got shot in the head. I died. Guess you owe me a free t-shirt, you dumb fuck. Okay, people are really jumping on this free t-shirt bandwagon. I said a couple episodes ago that if you die while calling into... Make a voicemail, leave a voicemail on the show, you get a free t-shirt. Mm-hmm. So, since that's happened, we've had like four or five deceased callers. Uh, deceased fans, unfortunately. So a, lot, a lot of people pass away. Here's one more. Hey, man. Uh, I was just listening to your po- podcast. And, oh, 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 my pinkies wrong. I know you're reaching With his dying breath, where's my free t-shirt? <laughs> hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast Shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network.